Chapter 1. Sally. Change. Not even the quarter, nickel, or dime type was appreciated in our house. I don't remember ever seeing a spare coin atop a table or amid the dross in the back hall drawer where everything that didn't have a place ended up. No jar sequestered on a corner of a bureau collected dust and pennies. The thin dimes the tooth fairy brought, once discovered and delighted over, were promptly deposited in our sterling silver piggy banks, each with initials engraved in script. It was as if change didn't exist. I wonder if coins in a pocket would have been eschewed if they'd been called anything else. My mother, Virginia Stewart Mackey, understood her biological duty was to nurture us children. She found the job difficult. Tall, angular, pale and blonde, my mother spit my brother, sisters and me out in her image, and then proceeded to whirl about our lives like an icy comet in an orbit rarely intersecting our own. Our maid, Ethel, would puff up with pride whenever she said, Miss Jenny done made a good-looking bunch of children. I guess she was right. Each of us had our mother's hair and blue eyes, although in varying shades. Not one of us had exactly the same color hair or eyes, but there was no question who our mother was. We each, in our own way, had something of her looks. Soft and round, Ethel was the color of coffee with cream, with big freckles dotting her broad nose. Her wide-set eyes were light brown, and her lips were thin. Short, just over five feet tall, she weighed well over 200 pounds. I grew up thinking that Ethel and my mother were as close as any two friends could be, despite the fact that it was 1957. Even to a child, that seemed unbelievable, considering they were so different in color, shape, and attitude. Friendship had to be next to impossible. In Virginia, it was against the law for a colored person to drink from the same water fountain as a white. Yet for as long as I could remember, 13 hours a day, six and a half days a week, my mother and Ethel shared their lives. Well, that's not quite true. My mother shared her life. Ethel listened and edited her own life. And despite their disparate worlds, their views were remarkably similar. Their thoughts intertwined like neglected perennials in an old flower bed. Each of us children was named for somebody else. My sister Stuart was the oldest and prettiest. She'd just turned 14. She hated her name though I don't know if that was because it sounded like a boy's name or because it was my mother's maiden name. Next oldest to Stuart was my brother, Gordy, just nine at the time. Gordy was named after my mother's brother, Gordon Stewart. Then there was me, Sally, seven, and named after Daddy's father, Sally. It was an unusual and unfortunate name for a man, as far as I was concerned. I was happy to be a girl. Helen, at just four and a half, was the baby of the family and was named for my father's mother who died days before Helen was born. It was lucky that Helen was a girl. I think my parents would have gone right ahead with the name, even if the baby had been a boy. I can't imagine a boy on earth who would have been able to tolerate Helen as a name. 
The house we lived in was big, like a mansion of the Old South. Butter-colored stucco with enormous fluted columns and dark green, almost black shutters on the floor-to-ceiling windows in the front. It sat in one of the tree-lined neighborhoods that rimmed the University of Virginia, where my father had gone to law school. It was the prettiest house on the street. My mother said that if it hadn't been, she would never have allowed Daddy to buy it because of the tacky houses that ran down one side of the property line.